0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, welcome to the program.
1: Happy Monday, Dr. Paul.
0: Very good. Our format today is slightly different, but we wanted to get our message out. Lots of interesting things going on. And guess what? We're going to be talking about COVID a little bit more because there's a little bit of fear mongering going on. Major crisis, over a trillion dollars of value in the stock market went down the other day because somebody said, there's a virus coming, there's a virus coming, get ready. And uh, the people panicked. And and yet the next day, somebody said, well, maybe it's not so bad. So uh, things went back to normal, so to speak. But any, anyway, Daniel, we want to talk about it because... You know, it's interesting. I wanted to talk about this even before uh this this threat uh with with the with the new the new virus that just came out. Because uh you and I had talked about Africa. We were fascinated with the fact that uh there were uh Uh, Not many cases in Africa, and uh, it's a big continent, and they didn't have that much vaccination. So it was a good story. And uh, yet, not too long after that, uh, I read a story, heard a story that they were purchasing and supplying and planning with a lot of vaccines. And they've done that before the vaccine comes before the disease. So so they did that and uh, lo and behold, the vaccine came and and now, now they're ready to go. But there's been a major, major panic over this. I mean, the, the usual suspects round them up because of the same one who and Fauci and the rest of them, you know, are fear mongering because they can't let this go. And it's utterly amazing that they can get away with this. And uh, they just... Uh, you, you know, buckle down and stick to stick to their position and they keep putting out the same thing no matter how favorable the news is. Matter of fact, as we talk a little bit today, uh, Daniel, I, I, I think we can make a point that uh, all this stuff about a new virus coming out might give us some good news rather than bad news uh, news because some people are saying oh it's much much worse is going to be the worst part of the virus ever and and they're starting to lock down and cancel travel the whole work so th- this is a shame so let's hope we can contribute to a little bit of balance uh, with this issue
1: well you know just over thanksgiving weekend you know just as people were settling down and settling into uh digesting their turkey of course there was this massive uh, explosion across the world. The Omicron variant has emerged. And of course, it sounds like a villain out of maybe a James Bond movie or something. Uh, so much, many people have noted that the anagram uh, for Omicron is moronic, uh, and that's probably more apt. But it, as you're, you're right, Dr. Paul, it caused an enormous scare, the market crashed, Uh, And the usual suspects uh, started screaming for lockdowns. The UK blocked anyone from Africa from coming to the UK. Israel, which has been absolutely insane this whole time, blocked everyone from coming to the country. Nobody can come, even though they're, you know, 150 percent vaccinated with four or five boosters, whatever they have. No, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. So there was a massive, massive scare. And as you say, Africa, which has not experienced COVID deaths like the rest of the world, despite being only 6% vaccinated, found itself the pariah of the universe because they discovered it in South Africa. Interestingly enough, the first two patients were both fully vaccinated who had this so-called variant. Um, but the, um, the head of a, of a uh, world... Uh, 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 organization for, for doctors said that we need to have worldwide lockdowns, uh, on and on and on. But here's something interesting, and I'll just leave it at this, Dr. Paul, as an opener, is Angelique Coetzee, uh, she's the chairwoman of the South African Medical Association, right? She's a medical doctor, chairperson of their association. She said, hang on a minute, uh, w- we discovered, it. I discovered it, I reported it. But she said the new Omicron variant results in mild disease without prominent symptoms here's what she said it presents mild disease with symptoms being sore muscles and tiredness for a day or two not feeling well that's basically all they've had they haven't admitted anyone into the hospital she said it could change but what we're looking at right now is not such a big deal why is everyone freaking out over it well i think we know the answer to that question dr paul having done almost exclusively covid over the past year and a half or so people are freaking out because the people in power want them to freak out.
0: Right. You know, uh, it wasn't long after the story broke that uh, Fauci had to give his statement. I mean, it's almost like if he doesn't have an excuse, they create an excuse for him to get on to major shows. And uh, in the meantime, he sort of likes to poke fun at one of my relatives that uh, he, he has a chance. He has that forum, but he's made a lot of use of it. But I don't think he's gaining in, in stature. Uh, and he he's there, it looks to me like he's just stirring the pot stirring the pot don't let it settle down and he his statement included the the adamant point that it will come here he was he's just very certain it will come here but get prepared you know get prepared this this is coming this is serious but fear not he already has a plan he has a plan for taking care of a pandemic that has spread to Africa, which may not even be uh, has occurred. And yet uh, he has a plan. And, you know, the fawning over this by the media really is pretty nauseating how how the propagandists uh, promote all this stuff. But I don't think there's been another time in medical history where people have panicked. There's there's been a lot of panics over over the history, but I don't think it's ever been so worldwide and so many people involved, so many governments and so many medical organizations. So it's a delight when you come across one individual that's sort of part of the establishment and say, hey, maybe we ought to go maybe we ought to go a little a little bit slower and uh you know there was one doctor that sort of goes back and forth in the middle of this thing on fox and and i thought he had a pretty decent statement on there because he looked at this and he said, you know what, we better not get, get too panicky about this because uh, you, there's there's a the possibility that this may be a very good sign that when a vaccine is losing its intensity and its ability to spread, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ones, but it's also a sign that they're weaker and they spread less so. And he, he was saying, he wasn't saying he knew the answer, but he was suggesting this, and now some of our friends would be saying that and we would understand that and they've known what to expect. But he, uh, he, he, met, he said it and it was coming from a source where a lot of people might say, hey, maybe this isn't the end of the world. And I think the day that I'm looking forward to is when the so-called establishment medical community wakes up and says, you know, Maybe we overreacted. Maybe, maybe we just, you know, shouldn't have panicked like we have. But the sad part is, in the past, when when medical professionals and uh, the, and the, and the doctors overreact. Uh, they sort of try to ignore it and go away because they don't want to have it called to their attention. So they're not likely to do that. But right now, the people are leading the charge. That's what I like. You know, it's not, unfortunately, it's not the physicians say, you know, we can, we can start backing off on this. But just think of the people now that say, you know, we don't need this. And they're going out. And in truth, there aren't more people dying or more people get infected unless they go and start searching for one and turn a whole continent into panic and that's why they have to have a place to sell those uh, sell those vaccines and the vaccines came before <laughs> before the virus did but anyway it's a real mess uh but uh, i think we can look at it daniel and say more people are waking up and uh, that's our job is try to get as much good information out as we can possibly get out
1: and it is like you say, Dr. Paul. I mean, uh, I'm not a virologist, but everything that I've read says that the more mutations uh, a, a virus undergoes, the weaker it is. It may be more virulent uh, as it becomes; do- it'll become dominant. It's actually weaker and causes less uh, serious illness and death, which should be good news. But nobody wants good news. We've talked about this over and over for the past year and a half. They don't want anyone to let their guard down because that means it might slow the uptake in the shots or what have you. But here's an interesting point that um, Jordan Stachtel pointed out, and he does a, uh, that's called the Dossier uh, as a substack, and he's a very, very good journalist. He pointed out that the hype for the for the Omicron variant uh, came out of the UK, number one, but not just out of the UK, but it came out of Imperial College and if we remember Imperial College, that's Niall Ferguson. That's the guy who initially hyped the COVID 19 sickness way, way back in the beginning, as millions and millions will die. He's the father of lockdowns. Uh, his idea is if you don't lock everyone down, millions of his modeling was so inaccurate, so incorrect. And in fact, he didn't even follow his own rules because he snuck out to be with his mistress. Uh, but this is the college. This is the modeling group that was so wrong. They're the ones hyping this uh, this uh, variant. They're the ones that are pushing the fear machine, and they're the ones, of course, who should be completely discredited. But uh, they never look. They never look back. But I wanted to comment on something you mentioned, Dr. Paul, which is the uh, Fauci interview, because it really is it really is worth uh, talking about a little bit now. Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation really doesn't deserve to be called a journalist because if anyone watched the fawning interview that she did with Fauci, oh, Dr. Fauci, please tell us, how hard is it to be so wonderful as you are? I mean, it was so disgusting. It was so saccharine uh, that, you know, you felt like you could get diabetes from watching it. But here's the part that everyone was talking about. She said, oh, Dr. Fauci, isn't it so hard on you that you get so get criticized? And here's what Fauci says. Anybody who spins lies and threatens and all that theater that goes on with some of the investigations in the congressional committees and Rand Paul and all the other nonsense, that's just noise, uh, he said. And then he said something that is truly bizarre and should disqualify him for any further appearance in public life. He said, they're really criticizing the science because I represent science. That's dangerous. (laughs) This guy, Dr. Paul, I think is certifiable.
0: Oh, probably true. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the the whole thing on this, uh, there are many now saying this uh, variant is very, very weak, but there's an, a new twist on this. Uh, there's been a little bit of this, but Africa's involved and uh, all of a sudden there's been no vaccines there. So for some people, this is an opportunity to boost racism. You know, this is, they said, there's not enough equity. Uh, The vaccines haven't been there, they have been withheld. And sometimes the propaganda was biased and and got people in Africa to be a little bit leery, you know, of taking it. But this now has been shifted, not too long ago, it wasn't on as precisely the same issue, but I said, Everything is racist, and I think most people know what I'm talking about there. No matter what kind of social problem going on now, it's never good, bad, and evil. It's racism that uh, has caused all our problems, and now they're doing that with with this. And wouldn't it be ironic when the dust settled that this so-called racism and some of these natural things and what has happened might have been beneficial, You know, to the people in in Africa, people would call that being being cynical, but there's a lot of people in this country right now that are sick and tired of being propagandized and told that they can't do this and and that you can't even talk about natural immunity that's one of the most outrageous things of this whole thing that you you can have a different opinion but if you give it and you say it in public you can be fired if you're a doctor even though you're one of the best doctors in the world and doing a tremendous job and coming across with more common sense than ever and yet uh uh, they, they want to be punished for this. And that, uh, when, when the pandemic's over, we know that we will be canceled, we'll have to change that. But we're seeing signs that more and more people now have heard, they hit, the people who are discovering natural immunity, some of them didn't realize, oh, is there something new? That sounds pretty interesting. It's been around for a long time, probably hundreds of years, they understood the principle
1: of natural immunity. Well, that's uh, interesting that you mentioned that because going back to the Senator Paul's response to Fauci saying, I represent science. If you criticize me, you criticize science. Yeah. Uh, here's, what's, here's what Senator Paul said in response to that kooky, kooky statement by Fauci. The absolute hubris of someone claiming they represent science. It's astounding and alarming that a public health bureaucrat would even think to claim such a thing, especially one who has worked so hard to ignore the science of natural immunity, as you just said, he is the science denier, according to uh, not only uh, Dr. Paul, the senator, but thousands and thousands of <laughs> of other doctors and hundreds and hundreds of years of history of understanding uh, immunity. So uh, he's the one that's out uh, that's distorting science, and he's the one who's uh, misinforming people, according to the senator.
0: Right, and we'll, we'll continue to follow this, but I think it's going to wind down because I think uh, facts and science are, are on our side, and people are starting to realize that. But they're not going to give up, so we have to be vigilant. But I want to go just slightly off the track on this and uh, mention, mention something I find interesting, because uh, the three major automakers in this country have had an agreement, the unions have had agreement that they wouldn't, in, they wouldn't enforce the mandates. And I go well, boy. That's good. It is good. Less people hitting these mandates, but it was pseudo. It was politics. It was Democrat versus Republican. There were a lot of reasons, but still, they had. There it was less burdensome to be able to do, it. and they were going to not be forced to, but they were, they were going to be asked to voluntarily do it, and you know that sort of thing. So they uh, they they did this, but but the whole problem is is the people who do this don't realize that there may be some ramification but the fact that they went in this direction but it, it, the the may, the bigger picture of this is how can rights be so relative that's one thing that bugs me all the time they don't think they discriminate in this case uh, you say, well, you're not, you, we're not discriminating against the workers. No, we're discriminating against the, the other people that haven't been lightened up on some of the rules. It, they just don't see things as individual rights and everybody deserves equal rights as, as a person, regardless of what group you belong to or what continent you live on. Uh, people should be able to make their own choices. And that's why uh, it fits well to argue the case on what we should have done is uh, it would be better taken care of in a voluntarist society. And that of course means that there'd be a lot more freedom of choice.
1: Absolutely, Dr. Paul. Well, if we're ready to to wind down here, do you think? Sure. Okay. Well, I just wanna uh, hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I wanna remind you now that we're back to our work week uh, of the offer of Dr. Paul's new mini book, available to supporters of the Ron Paul Institute only. Uh, A donation of $50 will get you this little mini book that talks about uh, wokeism, cultural Marxism, and the nexus with big corporations. A $100 or more donation uh, will get you a signed copy from Dr. Paul. Uh, Go to ronpaulinstitute.org. I'll put a link in the bottom. Uh, This is a limited time offer and we have a limited supply of these little books. It's our way of thanking you for supporting the Ron Paul Institute, the Ron Paul Liberty Report, and everything Dr. Paul does to promote peace and prosperity. So we thank you, and we hope to hear from you, and we'd like to send you a book. Dr. Paul?
0: Very good. And I want to close with just one other point. You know, One thing that they did immediately, or they're in the process of doing, and that is banning travel. Uh, our government said, in six countries from South Africa, they can't come here. South Africa has put a ban on on travel. And, and those kind of things, sometimes they linger. Just think of all the things, Daniel, we fought over the several years, or especially after 9/11. Uh, you know, it, it was there were other ways of handling uh, any danger, uh, that would be uh, uh, would come about with a rep- repetition of nine uh, eleven, but uh, no. When they put stuff on regulations on, it's so hard to get rid of. Not not it isn't that none of it gets reversed but uh if they if they give you about 10 things you have to do yeah maybe you'll get two or three of those items back again but that's the way it works if you that's what happens during all wars wars against viruses or other kind of wars that there'll be a lot of regulations put on us and we see now that it's lightened up a little bit. People can now uh, go to a football game and a few things like that, but they, it, it lingers. The authoritarians, they, they play that game. Get a maximum amount of of, uh, regulations on the people, more control for the authoritarians, and then back off a little bit. People say, oh, good, good, good. People should be more cautious and understand what liberty is all about. And That means it's your life, and you should be able to manage your life, and you should be able to control the earnings and the productivity of your life. A lot better world would result from that. Then we would have
1: a lot more peace and prosperity.